Got some show news to pass along. Some good show news. Uh, Vince is back tomorrow. So Vince spent the weekend and the late last part of last week um, bringing his daughter to college. He is now back in Wisconsin. I, I know that for sure. Uh, because he was celebrating getting back into Wisconsin late last night. So he's back today. He'll be back on the air tomorrow here on Wisconsin's Morning News. So that's good news. Also, even better news, Greg Pancake Hill is now a daddy. The silver dollar pancake has been born. A little baby boy, super healthy, super great. He uh, called his wife, quote, a badass for what she was able to do yesterday, giving birth to the little baby pancake uh, yesterday afternoon. Is that the middle name? Silver Dollar? <laughs> it should be. Greg, Silver Dollar Pancake Hill Jr.? I like that. There yeah, you go. Yes, it is right. until he tells us otherwise. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people have been asking about names, specs, you know, all that stuff, the size and whatnot. I'll let uh, Greg uh, unveil all that when, when he's ready to. Well, sure, we'll try to get him on the program here. We just figured since the baby's not even 24 hours old yet, we can... <laughs> let them have the enjoy day. enjoy the time yeah. a little bit yeah yeah but i know a lot of people were asking super excited for him uh super excited for stuff and uh looks like everyone is doing great so could not be happier for that growing family so congratulations again to steph and greg and well done well well done all right so how would you feel if the next time you went to fly from milwaukee mitchell international airport if you happen to be checking a bag, they ask you to put your bag on the scale, and then they ask you to get on the scale. Would you also be willing to get on the scale? Sure. This is nothing against the fine folks that work at Mitchell Airport, but at what part of the flying process are you given options to do anything or treated, you know, like a human being like you just do what you're told there it's like a hospital yeah you go they say take your shoes off take the shoes off take your belt off you take your belt off you you just do all the things but i could see why this one rankles people more than others especially in the public way that this could be done starting today passengers flying on korean air will be asked to step on a scale before boarding their flight so this is a three-week Pilot exercise, I guess it's required by law, according to NBC. It applies to all Korean flag carriers. It requires airlines to weigh passengers and their carry-on luggage at least every five years. It's crucial, they say, for safety of flight operations. So basically... It's crucial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. um, the notice detail in the exercise set to begin at the airports there. Um, the reason they do it, I mean, it sounds like they're doing it just for specs, uh, we use average weights of passengers, but people are getting a lot heavier. 300 people that weigh more than average can put an airplane significantly overweight. And all of our performance calculations, runway lengths, climb, obstacle clearance, landing distances, altitude capabilities, all are dependent on weight, among other things, says one instructor. What Do they say what average weight is? Like, what's average? I guess that'd be my lead question. Hmm. I don't have that in front of me, but it says Americans are getting heavier, so are Chinese, so are Koreans, but we're also flying younger. So it's actually offset the average human's weight increase, apparently. Uh, this isn't the first time this has been discussed, and we've, we, it's come up on this show before, too. What makes this unique now is that it's ha- like they are starting this process now. So for the next three weeks, you flying in and out of Korea, you, hey, you're going to have to stand on this. Now, I, what I don't think they're doing, at least I hope they aren't, is like having some giant screen where it says 
everyone's white right there. So in the studio, we have the big red, the atomic clock yeah, up here. Right. That's what I'm imagining happens. You step bing, on a bing, giant bing. scale, and it shows up for everyone in line to look at you and cheer or jeer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? See, what about if it was going to make your price cheaper? What if it's like, okay, if you're over this number, just like a bag. What's a bag? 50 bucks? Or no, 50 pounds. Yeah, 50 pounds. You have pounds. to pay more mm-hmm. if it's more than 50 pounds if you're checking a bag. So in this case, if you are over a certain amount, would that actually cost more? Would that be how they do this? Um, and I understand this is a very sensitive issue. Um, there are airlines that are already weighing passengers. Air New Zealand weighs passengers. They did so in June for reasons it said related to safety and fuel efficiency. Finnair did the same thing a couple of years ago. Hawaiian Air has conducted multiple passenger weight exercises on flights. And that's between Honolulu and American Samoa. Flyers in the U.S. likely will not be weighed, said one instructor, even though an FAA advisory circular published in 2019 stated that airlines can weigh passengers if they so choose. Sure. They likely, we likely won't be weighed. Look, if it's giving me a cheaper flight, I'm in. That's different. Absolutely. But if it's just because they need to figure it out. I'll get up there like a UFC fighter, just... You know, bing, bing, bing. boxers only. You haven't eaten. You're like <laughs> trying to sweat your weight down. Jasmine's like, he hasn't drank water in four days. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's all these weight, you know, these wrestlers trying to make weight. That's what you're doing. You're like a jockey. Yeah, just Jolly Ranchers only. That's it. <laughs> you're running all the time. What's with Spalding? Well, he's getting on a flight in a couple of days. Um, so EASA weighed nearly 23,000 passengers 10 years ago found that the average passenger weight had increased. So would you do it? Would you Would you jump on a scale if so asked? 855-616-1620 on the old National Bank talk and text line. 855-616-1620. Would you get on the scale if they asked you at Milwaukee Mitchell, hey, can you get on this quick? And then they write down that, write down that number. I would. Yeah, I would. What about you? Would you? Luckily, I am in a position where I'm comfortable with people seeing my weight. Yeah. I again I, I, I completely is. understand why this would be controversial or okay, you're only doing this every five months. What if, like a Mrs. Hill, you're pregnant and you just happen to go there? Now you have to get weighed again. Eh. Interesting. Yeah. Eight five five six one six one six twenty in the old national bank talk and text line. Would you get on the scale? It's eight twenty on Wisconsin's morning news. Sudden warm up a bit. We're now at sixty six degrees. The high today eighty. Should be a sunny and just gorgeous day. 826, so Korean Korean airlines, so airlines in South Korea are going to start weighing people today. They're going to do this for three weeks, and they're doing this because it helps them figure out trajectories and what the new averages are and everything they need to do to figure out how to best fly a plane, knowing the weight of the passengers on board. So it got us talking like, okay, well, will this ever come to the U.S.? And if so, would you be willing to get on a scale from the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Yes, as long as the scale is in a secluded location that no one else can see. All right. So you don't want it like bells and whistles. Boot, boot. <laughs> you ding, don't want, ding, ding. You don't need badges or anything like that. Uh, here's one from the 760. Absolutely, I would get on the scale. They do that all the time up in Alaska prior to a float plane departure. So that's true. There are, there are um, I don't want to say exceptions, but there are examples of when... Planes are asking for weight so they can figure out what they need to do there. Can I make a business pitch to you real quick? Mm-hmm. Blue Ribbon Airlines. Everyone wants Midwest Express back. Let's do Blue Ribbon Airlines, and you get weighed in front of everybody. 
and it dings and it has the big clock and it shows everybody. You know what you're getting into. The flights are super cheap, though. <laughs> that's blue be super ribbon. Cheap. Yeah, I don't know. You get a ribbon. Mm, bing, I don't bing. Know. I don't know. All right. All right. Well, I don't it know. Shot. It was worth a shot. Marie texts in, and hi, Eric. I think weighing people and sharing that quietly with passengers is great and about time, especially if it were to lower prices on tickets. So that's the big thing. Like, if, if you know that you can get a lower price, I think anyone will do anything, right? Um, so that's obviously one way that you're going to find passengers okay with it is if they know they can save a buck or two. And then, like we were talking about, then you get those wrestling weights going in. <laughs> I got to make weight tomorrow. I drink nothing but water. Uh, from the 608, don't you need a driver's license to fly? Can't they have your weight and information preloaded from your driver's license to estimate cargo weight? I suppose, but don't forget, former President Donald Trump said he weighed 215 when he went in to get arrested last week. So <laughs> I don't think that's quite... I, you'd have to assume that some of these numbers aren't accurate. Yeah. No, that's true. If you're, and if you're talking safety, you, you really need to make sure. It's not like you're just getting pulled over for a speeding ticket and they look and say, Eric Bilstad, 6 one. 190 or whatever it is. Like, you need accuracy. None of those things are true, by well, the way, yeah. but thank you. <laughs> Six, one of my dreams. Um, so as of now, there's no signs of this happening in the States regularly. However, we did get a couple of texts saying that they have been weighed, though, flying from Midway before. Like, this has been a thing way back when. In 1959, I flew from Chicago Midway to San Juan on an Eastern Airline DC-7. We were all weighed when boarding. So how did they do that? Like, are you just on one of those big scales with the big swingy circle right there in front of you where it goes and then hits that number? What I imagine it would have to be done prior to uh, really the ticketing process, right? Or at least getting your ticket scanned because what if there are a bunch of people that are too heavy? Do they say, like a boat, half of you can sit on this side, half of you sit here? Do you evenly distribute it? I think it all have to be done ahead of time. By the way, speaking of that, boats have this same issue. Yeah. There are weight limits you know, quote-unquote, on pontoon boats mm-hmm. and all kinds of boats. Mm-hmm. And it can be an issue when you're trying to get off a uh, slip. You got everyone jumping on there, and they're all former football players or something. Then you're going to have an issue there. Uh, final one here. Don't kid yourself. This has nothing to do with safety, or they would already have been doing this regularly. Those people who are duped into thinking they're going to save money won't, and it's only a way to increase revenues for the airlines. So. And just to be clear, it was Eric and I making up the saving money part, yeah. right? Like yeah, that, like that, yeah, 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 that was just that? us. Yes. Would you consider that? Would you jump on the flight, or jump on the scale, I should say, for the flight if you knew you might save a buck or ten? Right now, 8.30. Adam Roberts has your head a minute. Wisconsin's Morning News at 8.38. Vince Vetrano returns tomorrow. Eric Bilstead along with Mike Spaulding. My thanks to Brandon Snide who's producing the program today. Hundreds showed up, Mike. Hundreds looking for the Loch Ness Monster. In the Scottish Lake Waters this weekend, the largest hunt for Nessie in 50 years. Volunteers using thermal imaging drones infrared cameras, a hydrophone to find anything that remotely could be Nessie. And? <laughs> uh, that's about right. Yeah, nothing. Are you going to find Nessie this time? It's always a possibility. Absolutely. Um, but we're not going to solve this in two days. Um, people have been trying to solve this for decades. 
So it, we have to be realistic about yeah, it. Yeah, you got to be realistic. You're not going to solve this puzzle in two days. Of course not. We need more time and money. <laughs> yes, and more people to show up. Hundreds showed up for this. Volunteers peeled their eyes for breaks in the water and any inexplicable movements. They scanned the water from 17 different locations along the shore. Like I said, they used drones and whatnot. 21st century technology that they hadn't tried before. Searching for anything. I think there's something there, whether it's a a giant eel or whatever I, I think there's something down there and that, that's worth exploring definitely yeah sure you can explore it but you know there's nothing there what's interesting is that that's Alan McKenna he was the one leading the two day search he's also with the Loch Ness Center which is there which also just had a million dollar renovation so it's possible maybe they brought all these people there so they could just make some money at the Loch Ness Center and have them walk through their new center and look at things that have been renovated since the last time. It's possible that this was about money and not about finding some fictitious no. animal. No. But I did not realize. I have to admit, I did not realize that uh, the lake was so big. Loch Ness is, what, 20 miles long or more, 750 feet deep. So to be able to search that whole thing, I mean, that you're not going to be able to do it, really. Uh, but yeah, the, I feel like uh, there's a way. The legend continues, and unfortunately, I mean, you, you got to be realistic. You're not going to find it in two days. I mean, it's a 50-plus year search. Yeah, I mean, despite the technology, there's just no way. All right, something happened at Lambeau Field. Something happened on Saturday that's happened before. There's There was some scolding taking place. We will explain what we can do about it. That's next. Sunny and beautiful today. High of 80 degrees. Started off pretty chilly, but it is warming up. We'll get to a high of 80. Just a gorgeous summer day today. Right now, 66 and 844. Wisconsin's Morning News. Vince Vetrano returns tomorrow. Also got great news from Greg Pancake Hill. He is now the new daddy of a baby boy. His wife's staff gave birth yesterday. Congratulations to the Hill family. We'll get the specs and the names and all that from Greg later this week when he's ready to come on the program and do that. I don't want to steal his thunder on that one. All right, so what do we do about this, Packers fans? I, I, I was surprised that I felt the way I did because forever I've always been the guy who says, hey, no, no, you need to help the team win. As a fan, it's our job when we go to the game to help the team win no matter what. We need to scream our heads off. When the defense is on the field, we got to make sure that their team jumps off sides, does false starts. We need to make sure that we are distracting the other team and giving our team the best chance to win. That means being super quiet when the Packers offense is on the field, right? I have to admit, I, I, there was a moment on, on Saturday, I was at the game with my kid, when uh, they started doing the wave, they started doing it early. Like it was second quarter and the wave is going and it was actually a pretty good looking wave, like nice form, good, good pace. And they started doing it while the Packers were on offense. Now love was already done for the day. The backup was in Clifford, but like they were doing this and it got to a point where Bill Jarts, the PA guy had to say, Hey, Packers fans, stop it. Hey, silence is golden. They put up a little sign. Silence is golden. Come on, Packers fans, stop cheering. Stop cheering. Let them do their work. Men at work, be quiet. Now, typically, I would say, and I've told this to Vince because we've argued about this, I would say, no, don't, don't make noise when the offense is on the field. Be quiet. However, when I was in the moment, and I wasn't even really participating in the wave, 
When I was in the moment, I have to admit, I did not really appreciate getting scolded <laughs> at a game where I'm spending a lot of money to enjoy. It's it, it's it's fine and dandy until you're the one being told, don't do this. <laughs> I get it. I understand. It's the, it's the like, oh, ah, no. don't tell me what to do, even though I know it's bad for me. Right. Or bad for the team, I guess I should say. I was more on that side of it until Tausch told us it, it kind of does affect us. And, and annoys them. Like and the, annoys the players them. get frustrated by it. And if Aaron Rodgers wanted you to shut up, right? you shut up. So, I mean, was this just because it was a preseason game and those fans don't know better? <laughs> I mean, it, could that have been part of it? It happened during this the uh, Patriots game, too. Um, so maybe that's what it was. Uh, Old National Bank talking text line. Uh, what do we do? 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. I know LaFleur was frustrated by it because he almost immediately said something to rock about it after the game. It was like, yeah, well, here we go. <laughs> like, ask guys, can you, know, can you tamp down on the wave, please, while the offense is out there? So I, I know how he feels about it. Um, but is this all much to do about nothing? Should the fans, no matter whether or not the offense or defense is on the field, get the opportunity to go nuts whenever they feel like it? Just because you can doesn't mean you should, I think, is the moral of this story a little bit. Hmm. Do you want to like? Do you want them to be at the best they can be and win, or do you just want to do the wave and cheer and scream? <laughs> well, but it's you know what? It depends on the fan you're at because that's a that's a full experience, and oftentimes, and I'm not saying this is right, but oftentimes when you go to a game, you're not necessarily fully invested like you are. When you are watching it on television, not everybody, I know everyone's different, but sometimes there are more distractions. There's no more bells and whistles. There's more food. There's more beer, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I'll say this, uh, going into those little markets that they have, like the, the vending areas and those concourses at Lambeau, that's amazing. They are incredible how quick and easy those are. Sometimes there's a line, but even then, like you can walk through there, you grab your stuff. Sometimes you need a tray, you grab a tray, you go and you ring it up yourself They'll check you, obviously, to make sure you're of age. There's always people there to help. But, boy, that is so easy. God, I'd take that anytime. time. Are they doing the wave in there? <laughs> no. Well, they're waving goodbye to my money. Uh, John in Burlington on the 855-616-1620, Old National Bank talking text line. I wish the wave would go away. It's done. It's time. I get that. I just, the, it's funny, though, this idea. Like, because it did quiet down the crowd. When he, when he said to everybody, hey, Guys, be done. Let's stop. Then, like, the crowd wasn't the same. <laughs> like, we're, we're all tampered down. Well, hand slap. Uh-huh. You're afraid. <laughs> Here's one from the 262. <laughs> I am a longtime season ticket holder. Regular fans know when to make noise and not to make noise. First of all, this was a preseason and nobody should care, which I agree with. Like, who cares? Yeah. Preseason. However, you need to train the fan early. Sean Clifford probably cares. He's trying to have a job. Right? You're right. Uh, and this texture goes on to say, second of all, the wave is stupid and should be banned. So I will, I, I agree, 262. I agree that you're right. Regular fans probably know better, but I've heard that this, this isn't just a preseason issue. Brandon, does this happen during the regular season too at the games? You seeing people uh, making oh, yeah. noise at the It doesn't time? stop, and I yeah. hate it. <laughs> you I just silence. don't get it. That surprises me too, Brandon. You seem like the kind of guy, the fan that goes and it's like, I'm going to make noise. I paid the money to be here. I want to make the noise. You'd be surprised. I'm a quiet fan. I like to sit there, focus, angry or happy. It's usually in the middle, <laughs> mostly angry. Yeah, I get it. Mostly angry. Breaking the remote. <laughs> or phone, wow, yeah. which may or may not have happened a few times. 
Uh, well, I have to admit, I've come, I've, I've done a 180 here. I like, I totally get it. And I'm not even a wave guy. I didn't even really participate on Saturday. Although I would have had that been a regular season game. Say they're playing the Bears Week One at Lambeau. They're not. They're playing in Chicago. But had they been playing Week One at Lambeau and that happened in the second quarter, I've been like, "What is going on here? Like, who's doing this now?" That said, I mean, you're fired up to be there. You're excited. Some of you are a little warmed up, if you know what I mean. I Does it happen in any other stadiums? Though I don't really. I've never been to another football stadium outside of Green Bay. Um, I don't. I've been to Chicago to see the Packers play a couple of times. I don't remember it happening like there. Everyone has their own thing. Like I, I remember being at Soldier Field many years ago, and whenever they say there's been a timeout, and then the fans say where, and then the PA guy says on the field, like that was a thing. But I think the wave is like a uniquely Wisconsin Milwaukee oh, thing. I don't think you so. Don't, I don't ever remember a wave happening anywhere else that I've been in the you past remember the fifteen movie years. When Harry met Sally. There was yes. a whole scene where the two guys, the two buddies were talking. They were at a Giants game or something like that. And they were, and as they were doing the dialogue, they would be doing the wave as it went by. So it's not just a Wisconsin thing. <laughs> I will say, Debbie, when Harry Met Sally came out, it was 1989. Yes, exactly. So, so it's been there for a we while. We were getting our hair blown out at that point. Like, let's, I agree with it, with run its course. But your, your point too. is well made, Debbie. That, like, it's, yeah, I think it happens everywhere. I don't actually, it's, there's two different things being argued about here. It's whether or not the wave should be banned and whether or not it should be loud when the Packers' offense is on the field. The Packers just want to win the game. You know, they're doing everything in their power to win the game. And for, for the fans, they just need to appreciate the fact that, hey, you know, tamp it down just a bit, you know. It's sports dependent, too. I think it has its places in certain types of sports, but like football, when things are happening fast and you're really watching, you know, trying to keep track of the hockey, it's horrible. Do not do the wave at a hockey game. Interesting. But for like baseball, there's downtime. Y'all can do it. If you can get it all the way around between pitches, that would be great. I'm pro wave, by the way. I'm just anti it's happening at the wrong time. I like Tausch's idea. Let's sequester it to a certain time. Yes. Like the, the first, jump around. No, that, I don't like well, It's the, like the Badgers and jump around. You're not just jumping around whenever. Now, why right. does everything have to be corporatized? And are we going to sponsor it too? The well, wave, by the way, yeah. is sponsored by local health department or local insurance company. <laughs> but Here's one from Caroline. Killjoys, all of you. LOL. Sheesh. The wave is part of the experience. Then experience it when the Packers are on defense. I don't understand why it has to. We have to do it when they're on offense or else it's not fun. It depends I don't on the mood. It depends they're also on the- being paid a lot of money to be able to focus on what they're doing. So I think they should have a little more discipline to be able to focus and not have be thrown off by the then crowd. Fine, Debbie. If they jump off sides or they have a false start, then don't <laughs> then blame them. Fault. Yes. <laughs> All right. 853 WDTMJ now is next. We'll check in with Steve Scafidi and Sandy Max.